and then we get rolling. So once the countdown is over, bam, that's kind of like our live time. And we take it from there. Are you ready? Yes. And we introduce ourselves and then we introduce you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's it's, it's just, we got, we got this down to a science now. (laughs) I just messed up something on my phone that I need desperately right now. Okay. Never Uh mind. So five, four, four, three, two, and Oh my god. Welcome back, listeners. <laughs> Had a a whole episode planned out up until um Thursday or Friday night when everything changed. Uh yeah. absolutely glued to our phones to the TV, to our computers, to our Twitter feeds, to Instagram feeds, to everything about the just just the uh, the all engrossing response to the unbelievable death of George Floyd in Minneapolis and um, the ramifications that first had started in the United States and have carried over even into Canada. Uh we're going to be talking a little bit about the Habs, but we really, really want to address uh, this as well and to talk about the uh, Black Lives Matter movement um, as much as we can. Uh, my name is David Auger. I'm at Metal Dave 01, suspended until Friday. Um, <laughs> you can also find me on Nerd Rage 01 now. And I am joined, as always, by Beth. Hello. Um, I'm Beth. Um... I'm at H-I-V-R-H-O-I-T on Twitter. And Veronica. Yeah, I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And joining us is a very special guest and a a great friend of um, all of us. Uh, Yep, yep, even Beth knows him, of course. Um, We're very fortunate, though, to, uh, to have this guest with us due to the fact that, well, because of the coronavirus, which is something that I haven't even mentioned yet, but is playing a huge part in everything that's going on. But due to this and the lack of, um, you know, sports in general going on, we... We're fortunate fortunate enough to have the time uh, to have him on. You've seen him on Global Montreal. You've read his calls of the wild. It is the wild man himself, Brian Wild. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yay! I'll say yay! Yay! Too. <laughs> Four yays, no yays. So oh. no, no nays. Four yays, no, no nays. nays. Yay! No okay. horses here. I threw, so I that's threw already mine. more people getting along than usual. <laughs> Holy cow! You you hit the nail on the head. What a what an incredible past few days it has been. Um, we had every intention to talk some hockey stuff, but well, let's um, do a little. Let's do a let's little. Yeah, we will still because I'm in the I'm a, I'm still a hockey guy. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah. Let's let's start off like that then. So. Um, between last week and this week, last week's episode and this week's episode, we were finally given the gift of to of the return to play format by Gary Batman, and that is a the Batman, and it was a what a thing to open up. Um, we're going to have a qualifying round. We're going to have a round robin tournament, and based on the results of those two uh, things happening. We will have our first uh, round of the playoffs, essentially. Uh, but where things got complicated was the draft lottery. And there are many people in Montreal uh, that are looking at these uh, lottery odds and thinking, wow, we are either going for it or we are not going for it. And <laughs> as as uh, divided as the fan base can be, this just put another big old division into it at least when it comes to the overall uh what's the word just the the opinion of what should happen i'm firmly of the opinion go for it we're in the playoffs it's playoff season you know yeah. for me I, I i don't really understand all of the consternation about it because at the end of the day it's a math issue right 
And I believe mm-hmm. the Canadians' chances of winning that pick, if nothing were happening at all, I think it was like, what, 6%? Yeah. 12%? I mean, just from, a pure math, just from a pure math issue, if you got like, you know, 6% in your math test or your English exam or as a book bad. report, <laughs> there wasn't much difference between 12 <laughs> I didn't go home to mom and go, mom, I upped my 6% on this book report in Dr. Jones's class. I upped it to 12%, mom. I got 12. You know, mom's not happy with 6 or 12. Because she knows you're not going anywhere in the future with either of those marks. And that's essentially what's happened here. They didn't have a chance, really, in the beginning and they don't have that much of a chance now. Except for now we get to watch hockey. Yeah. We get to watch the Canadians play in the playoffs. And they're so, going to be you know, to healthy. The math, to the math oh. people. To the math people. I, I'm a math guy. It, yeah. It, 6, 12, not a lot of difference. 6, 12 and how many burgers you eat, sure. But as a percent, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, burgers matter. I mean, we we had a burger I'm conversation. Of that. <laughs> burgers, <laughs> burgers matter. You know, Brian made some great points. Like one, the first time he talked, when he said burgers matter, <laughs> that was a great point by Brian. I mean, that's that's the one. That's the one that made my brow that, work, so. like, In your bio, burgers matter. <laughs> burgers and matter. now I'm hungry. Put it, put it in See, Dave, or whatever your new account is. <laughs> Burgers matter. No, no, I'm not going to do that. No, BLM I got. BLM. I, <laughs> oh, I had. I I went through too much this weekend to change that account now. Yeah. Oh my Lord. You can't get another burner. Oh, but no, seriously. So, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. No, Brian, I'm totally with you. Uh, with all that. Um, the the counter argument I can think of would be saying would be people saying, yeah, well, the Habs have a one percent chance at the cup. And as the haves put it themselves in their Twitter account with that dumb and dumber scene. Yep. <laughs> so tell me there's a chance. You, yeah, you don't still, know what's you, gonna happen. Still though, you get to watch playoffs. You get exactly. to watch hockey. You get to watch your team. That when they were actually healthy, they were a pretty good team. They were sixth mm-hmm. until December. Yeah. You know, they, they can be a really good team. But when you and lose now, your leading score at the time, a point per game player who doesn't actually find his game after, that's obviously, you know, a big deal. Uh, you lose Shea Weber, that's a big deal. You lose Thomas Tatar, that's a big deal. You know, there were a lot of big deals that happened. And I'm not going to suggest to you falsely that they got a chance to win the cup here. It would be a long shot. Of course, it'd be a long shot. But you get to watch some hockey games. And in a best of five, can you imagine if they beat the Penguins and they'd be in the playoffs and they took Philly to six? Yeah, we'd all be like, yep. we'd all be jumping for joy in our yep. living rooms as fans. Anyway, that's what the reaction would be. So I, I I'd be covered in beer by myself. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's the whole point of this is to play some playoff <laughs> games. And it's, you know, it's like they backed in. Well, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. That's the, yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it, sometimes there's like a pandemic that like ruins the entire world and you happen to have earned 24 by the skin of your teeth you still earned it and the seven that missed did not earn it so you take what you earn and you hope for the best and you play the best you can and see where it ends but you know the people that either don't want to see the hockey doesn't really make sense because you love the hockey And the people that say, well, the draft, well, they weren't going to win one. And they still have the very close to the same odds of where they'll they'll draft. Their odds before were to finish eighth and their odds after are still to finish eighth. Unless they win a series, which you're supposed to be excited about. Yes. (laughs) Screw that for the air. Let's get the cup. Let's go. Exactly. I will be excited. About hockey, all hockey. Yes. I know. I hope I, they can do it. I hope they can I do it. It agree. won't be easy. I mean, we got to be honest here. It's going to be very hard to get that well, done. Um, I you, think both of the locations should be in Canada. 
look yes. what's going on in America. For sure. How could yeah. they not both be in Canada? Vancouver and Edmonton. Exactly. Well, got in Vancouver. Next to none, right? Next to none. Um, yeah. uh, well, we'll see what happens after this weekend. With um, there were demonstrations here in Vancouver yeah. as well, and Me there's too. been you know stuff has been opening up. So we'll see because as Bonnie Henry said, the virus isn't gone. Yeah, it's still out there. But I yeah. mean, still. But Daly, um, is his name Bill Daly? Yes. He said that he that Canada was not going to be an option if we were. Uh, the two week two, thing. Yeah, the yeah. two week thing. The incubation period. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? But I mean, it, it, people are people were mad anyway because people still are under. They're still operating under the mistaken notion that this is a democracy. This it's not. It's whatever the NHLPA and whatever they all vote and whatever Gary Bettman decides, and we just have to like it or not. Yeah. So it's it's not a it's not a matter of debate. One so, of the things that I don't get is the waiting part. I think that the best window of opportunity is right here, right now. Well, I think that um, like I mean, from Brendan Gallagher and Paul Byron's call, they're the reps for the Habs. They're the player mm-hmm. reps for the Habs. And what they were saying last week is like they're they're kind of like, you know, let's let's wait and see how good the situation is in a couple of weeks from now. And they're they're not going to be pre- bringing people back for training camp and all that stuff, which they're also not going to do, right? Uh, training camp the earliest is uh, going to be middle of July. July one, but then I think it was pushed out to middle of July. But that's yeah. based on random Twitter musings. I know July first was the was what uh, the Batman said, and um, after that I right. think it got pushed out a bit further. But that's that's kind of the 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 timetable kind of starts when training camp starts, and I think the whole uh, thing with the delay is essentially, I think the, they're trying to. I can only imagine how complicated it is to be speaking with the host cities and trying to figure out every because every city is going to have a different regulation, different mayor, different governor, different premier, all sorts of stuff. So I can imagine that that's what that's what's going on right now. Time wise is figuring all that stuff out. I can tell you for a fact, being from contacts that I have, that one city that I have contacts in, Edmonton, is prepared to go right now. Oh, yeah. They don't need to do anything. They're Jason prepared. Kenny wrote a very nice letter to the exactly. prime minister. I mean, they, they, want that, <laughs> they want it so bad. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, they blocked off hotels already. They are ready to go. There is nothing stopping them. So for Says them, it's, the oil it's, guy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they got a hotel right beside the rink. They got like, I think maybe twenty active cases in the entire city. I mean, it, they basically they can all walk around there practically right now, and you know, not even worry. They've mm-hmm. beaten it so well. So um, that's the kind of location that they should be trying to to put the games, and that's why I talk about seizing the moment. And yeah. in that the country has, apart from 26,000 active cases in my city, <laughs> there are 4,000 in the rest of the country active cases, and they're in Ontario. And then mm. in BC, Veronica, what do you got, like 100 active cases? Oh, in the whole province, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and in Alberta, I think there are like 40. You got the, the Atlantic provinces are like one. You know, I yeah. mean, the country has really done an amazing job, except for out my window, <laughs> you know, in NDG in Montreal. Mm. Out my window is a problem. Don't host the tournament outside no. my window. Yeah. <laughs> but Mm-mm. that's why I talk about seizing the moment, because I don't know if you're going to get better than this. Like, if they want to do this in August, September, uh, September and October, the winter season, as we get, you know, Back to people being inside again. Mm-hmm. Th- that's the dangerous time. And if they want to push the start of the season, that's what this second wave. The second wave is in December of this thing. It's basically saying we're not going to have a next season if you try to plan it to start when the second wave begins. Yeah. For well, sure. We were seeing a couple of weeks ago that, um, you know, th- these th- there's a lot of money at stake here. 
and player, mm-hmm. players' lives and health and all of that is at stake. So they're not they're not going to be diving into anything too enthusiastically. And you know, I, I'm thinking. No, that's you know, clear. I, I'm not suggesting that's not clear. It's totally clear. And I yeah. know I'm up against what their thoughts are, and I don't expect that my thoughts will be heard by anyone. <laughs> Um, well, our listeners, are you kidding? Well, yeah, but, you know, Gee, thanks, I'm just looking at... <laughs> Happy to have you. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no one's going to hear my thoughts in terms of the NHL going, Brian makes good points. The Bundesliga is going fine in Germany. You know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not going to say Brian's making good points. Well, you never know. No, I, I don't know. I heard... They're not going to say... <laughs> <laughs> I heard on another podcast that there was like an illegal soccer game a couple like last week. Where? Uh, I believe in Germany. Well, yeah, the Bundesliga has been going for a couple of weeks. They've been very successful. They've been playing. They've played a, like two and a half weeks of games already. They have not had one single positive test in the Bundesliga. Not one player test. Illegally, I didn't realize. No, no, was... no. It's legal. They're operating legally. Oh, uh, the the German government gave them okay to to play, and they're playing successfully and well. It looks real. It's funny because there's no fans, but <laughs> that's the weird part about it that I keep forgetting is there's not going to be any fans. Like it's there's not like any kind of um, big sort of money factor, revenue factor for the city. Yeah. Or for the team. No, you, know you say I mean? that well. No, you say that well. You're right. It's a ad revenue they get, TV revenue you get, yeah. they get. But but you're right. Like the merchants outside of the mm-hmm. um, arena selling hot dogs and pop and water and everything, and the people that are you know employed to, to be working the concession stands. And you're right. Yeah, a lot of lot of uh, a lot of workers yeah. not getting an opportunity to work. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It was France. No. okay i'm sorry it was in strasbourg um but they i guess they no where is newhoff and otpierre i guess that's france i don't know this is something about strasbourg newhoff i don't don't know know that i'll I'll, I'll send everybody the article but there was (laughs) there was an illegal football match and now there's like French there's French fans who went to it that are trying to get um, tested, and they're having issues getting tested apparently. Yeah, and, none of this happens unless there are enough tests that another yeah. human being who might be sick, you know, I don't think isn't the, passed yeah. over. I don't think That's the Germans key, are going to do that. They're very, they're sticklers, those guys. Not to be <laughs> superficial, but I'm just going off of movie tropes here. Sorry. Well, you want to use a better word then. Just say they're organized. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry for the sticklers word. out there. You know, the thing with that type of generalization is if you make it a positive word, you can get away with it. If you make it a mm. negative word, you cannot get away with it. So instead of stickler, choose well-organized. Now call the Germans yes. whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't take offense because I'm part German. Who? Yeah, really? Oh my Me, God. myself, yeah. yeah. Oh, my, yes, same. Oh, I am a, yeah, I'm a Petri dish of all of these different nationalities. <laughs> but um, going back to what you were saying, Brian, about let's play hockey, that's that's Mark Bergevin's attitude too, right? Like he's mm-hmm. not like, he's not caring about where they're going to land from, a, you know, from a lottery point of view. And he's also not, he's also trying to sort of, Tamper, or tamper, dampen. I don't know temper. what the word is. Temper. Temp, temper or temper yeah. expectations. You just combined like, both. <laughs> yeah. Tampen. You just combined both and, and made you us feel like you were angry. Down. <laughs> yeah. I actually know both of these words. <gasps> Yay! Good job, Dave. <laughs> so I like I like that attitude because obviously none of the players are going to have the attitude of well, you know, shit. If we win. We're going to be in a worse position to, you know, for a good draft spot or whatever. And uh, it seems like. players player is never going to worry about that. No. And Bergevin, he has the same attitude as well. So if we're in the spot, we got to win. Let's go. Let's win. And he likes their chances against the Penguins. And so do I. What a great 
matchup because it's one of those rare times where we see a you know a team in the playoffs that hardly ever play each other in the playoffs penguins mm, and habs yeah. twice yeah. twice in the history of course you know the penguins haven't been around forever but that's such a you don't ever hear about that except for of course the infamous 2010 series then oh geez uh i gotta remember the series before that uh were they Yager years back then? I don't remember, yes. actually. Was it? Okay. So. And we beat them then, too. Yeah, I can't remember farther back than the, the 10 one. I was there for that one, the game seven. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, what you know a what game. I remember about game seven really well? My cameraman, Jason Clark, such a funny guy. Always calls me Bri Bri, or Brian Brian. <laughs> Um, he, uh, he's shooting practice, right? And halfway through practice, he goes, Oh my God. Oh my God, Brian. Oh my God. I said, what? <laughs> like, I thought he shot something really amazing. You know, Crosby took a puck in the eye and he got it or something, <laughs> oh. right? He looks back and he goes, Brian, 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 we're going to win. I said, what do you mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm watching the penguins. We're going to win. I guarantee it. Oh my God. <laughs> That's amazing. It was funny. He's a very funny guy. And, um, yeah, it was a pretty exciting night. That was an exciting, I mean, it's always exciting. I mean, not a fan. Uh, like I always say, well, like, oh, Brian, are you a fan? I said, no, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the Canadians, but am I a fan of my own life? Hell yeah. Yes. I'm a fan yeah. of my life. And if I get to go cover the Canadians play the Penguins in the playoffs, I'm a fan of my life. I'm a fan of being in a hotel. I'm a fan of getting big flyer miles. I'm a fan of yeah. DM. I'm a fan of watching the excellent hockey games. You know, so yeah, I'm a fan. They were ex- they were exciting both of those series. Yeah, and a fan yeah. of hockey. See, see, I think that's what has happened here. When you look at what's uh, like, the, the fans don't be, seem to be very excited. I think it's so far away. The last game that was so far away, this game is so far away. I think people have forgotten the moment that they sit down, they put a beer in their right hand, they got some chips on the left hand, and then they spill them all because they're excited that the Canadians win. Yeah. I think think that's forgotten right now because it's been so long in the past and it's still so far in the future that your emotional brain is not engaged yet. And only that intellectual brain of we want a better draft choice is Mm. the one that's engaged. And I think that the closer it gets to really happening, the more people will be much more involved in the playing of it. And you know what, too? If this actually starts sometime in August, this would feel more like next season than last season. Yeah, Mm -hmm. agreed. And that's going to cause a kind of... um, I think there'll be a ton of upsets. I don't know if the Canadians will be one of them, but I mean, there are upsets in hockey playoffs at the best of times. I think this is going to be a free for all. Oh, yeah. In upsets. Uh, Free for all. You're going to be like, wow. So, you know, uh, the top four seeds in the first round of the West all lost and only one in the East won. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's just going to be an absolute and, – and then the next round, when one team has been kind of playing out this fun little round-robin tournament that nothing really matters much, and the other they guys have been playing the elimination robin. games, then they dropped it? Oh, no, I love, I love I love round-robin tournaments. <laughs> no. No. No, okay. So then what will happen, too, I is love we'll have one team that's extremely engaged in important games and the other not so much. Then the upsets are going to continue, too. I'm totally on board with that. And I'm going to correct myself since I figured it out. 1998 was last was the first time the Habs and the Penguins uh, were uh, head-to-head. And that'd be the Penguins with Kevin Constantine <laughs> against Alain Vignon. And we had Saku Koivu uh, doing magic in that series. Yes. Kevin Constantine's nickname was always uh, his nickname uh, when he was a coach back then. Do you remember what he looked like? Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> his nickname was the Red-Haired Fist. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just think that's a Looking funny nickname. Right he had red hair, and I guess he wasn't the nicest fella, so he was the red-haired <laughs> fist. And we had goaltender Andy Moog. Man. Look at that. Oh, is that right, huh? Yeah, Andy Moog. Wow, that was a long time ago. 21 saves in game six, 3 nothing Habs. Eliminated the Pens. make some big saves for the Edmonton Oilers back in the day. Yeah. It all comes back to Edmonton. 
(laughs) (laughs) which is just fine so yeah it's great so with with what we were talking about with the timetable getting pushed to august that opens up so many well at least one interesting thought with the habs and the curious case of jasperi kotka niemi um playoff kid if he's healthy i'm not sure no i'm not sure what they would do no he's not coming back absolutely not that that's your that's my scoop john hancock band that's your scoop okay there it is he's not coming back so then the other i can say he needs six months he needs yeah if they start this in october somehow then sure but the spleen is serious business very serious business and you do not come back until it's fully repaired no yeah so Um, when did when did he get that march yes Okay, so somebody pull out your hand and then a thumb. March, September. April, May, June, July, August. Wait, do you count the thumb or do you just go to the other hand? No, you gotta get. You gotta count the thumb. Oh, okay, I got it. The finger is April because that's one month after March. Right, right. So So we're looking at September. September, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why people got pissed because um, Bearsman did not, you know, kind of just feigned complete ignorance when it came to Kotkaniemi is just because he's just not going to answer because it's just he, he obviously something. knows his condition let me use my experience for just a second to explain something to everyone please do one of the things that always gets Mark Bergevin in trouble is that people want him to have the answers about everything and you don't do that it, it's stupid to do that. Like when a let's say the example is a, is a doctor, and you have like a four percent chance of the diagnosis of your illness being cancer, and ninety six percent is the other eleven things it could be. You don't say, "Hey doc, how's it look? Looks like cancer." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You, it could be cancer. You don't say that. I mean, there just there are instances where a general manager has to play it close to the vest because he's intelligently doing his job. I have a story. You don't box so do I. Into I've a got a good anecdote You wouldn't well. say, well, I think we could have caught Kinyemi. Because then if you don't get caught yes, Kinyemi, be exactly. like that, idiot. We could get caught Kinyemi doesn't know what he's doing you know i mean there's a there are a ton of yes. things that are vague they're nebulous you can't take the time i think they learned it once and they'll never make the mistake again when they yes. said carry price is going to be back at a certain date they learned it that one time they're never making that mistake again ever. and the people's takeaway is that he doesn't know yeah he well, know, he he knows well he doesn't know he's not the doctor but he he knows no, he the knows. status of his player no, he knows. No, you he know, knows. He's not the doctor, but he, he he's not the doctor, but he talks to the doctor. See, exactly. these guys, like whenever uh, Claude Julien comes out after the game and says, "What's the uh, prognosis on that guy?" and he's or, or what? Oh no, better than that. I'll use this as an example. Um, what did you think of the play where your player uh, uh, cross-checked another guy in the teeth? Yeah. And he answers, oh, "I haven't seen the film yet." Yeah. Well, I can guarantee you. That in the first intermission, they're going, holy fuck, look at that Gallagher just right across the feet. Jesus, he just creamed him. Wind, wind it back. Let's watch it again. Yeah. Oh, I think, do you see it? It's on the ground. Oh, he lost two feet. Oh, it's too bad. Oh, not there the rest of the game. Good for us. All right, yeah. let's line match. You know what I mean? I mean, just to, I haven't seen it yet. I'll look at the tape. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, I had, seen it. <laughs> when I was pregnant with my daughter, segway. I, yep, segue. I was I was pregnant with <laughs> Sophia, and we went to our like second ultrasound, and I I already had a son, and so I was telling the ultrasound guy, um, so is it a boy or a girl? And he's like, well, we can't tell you because they could be wrong, you know. And so it it took. Is that true? Yes, it's true. In like Canada, at what they month can't do tell they you. Stop doing that? Um, they well, I unless you get 
an amnio or some kind okay. of test, which okay. I did not have to get. Where that they see is, the little penis? Where, well, the, in the ultrasound, the boy could be hiding it. Penis. <laughs> the, he could be holding scene. it. He could be, yeah, he could be holding it. He could be hiding it. and You can't see it. Well, so, if it's a guy, he's probably holding it. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, I mean, let's be honest here. There's a 90% chance he's holding it. <laughs> I spent like 25 minutes <laughs> I do. telling this guy to tell me and because, well, there's all kinds of implications because some, uh, you know, some families, anyways, it's all very terrible. But um, so he wasn't going to tell me because he wasn't mm. allowed to tell me. And so it's just the, the same kind of thing with the doctor. And if you have cancer anyway, at the end, he told me, um, mm. I've, let's just say this. <laughs> I've been doing this for 25 years and I don't see any boy parts. Ah. So I'm like, thank you very much. And I'm like, I've got a little girl on the way. And so we started getting ready for a girl. And in the end, he was right. It was a girl. But I didn't know that they couldn't tell you. Well, I don't know. I don't know about in um, how it works in the States. But in Canada, they cannot tell you uh, from an ultrasound. No, like in the States, they're like, they're like, we can tell you at like, 26 weeks or whatever blah blah blah. like people go nuts like they're like it is super important like they're like today i have my this general is, ultrasound this is it. you know what this is actually how it goes in the states in the states it goes like this dave is gonna like this one <laughs> oh, okay. um could you tell that's me in the states a boy as well or a girl and then the doctor says that's another three thousand dollars yeah <laughs> yes, <indeed>. yes. <laughs> right dave? Oh, 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 i haven't heard that one before brian <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a Canadian joke, I guess. <laughs> Old or not. <laughs> well, I, I think that um, what a, the what a good ultrasound joke. is not conclusive. <laughs> An image is not conclusive. It would have to be some kind of a blood or some sort of sample, mm-hmm. you know. That, and that, um, I don't know because <laughs> I never had that test. But I think the ultrasound itself is not conclusive. And this is your anecdote about journalists asking general managers and coaches That's about right. play and players. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. I have and a I much shorter the one. Guy by the collar and told him to tell me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Fierce. I can. I believe it. I believe that a hundred percent. I'm not questioning it. So, um, a couple years ago, uh, I finally got myself a primary care doctor because I got better insurance. So oh, good for you. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just, it, what a process. It, another story. So I go see uh, the new doctor for a checkup and do this, then the other thing, blood work, this, then the other thing and blood work, blood results come back. And this is something I've spoken about on the podcast before with Veronica and Beth. And he mentioned, Hey, your white blood cell counts are uneven. You know, they're like, it's not national average. One's way up and another one's way down. I'm like, Oh, I feel fine all the time. So like, oh, what does that mean? Well, do you feel sick? I'm like, no. He's like, well, it could be cancer. (laughs) I was like, Jesus, really? (laughs) I just just finished saying they don't say that. (laughs) I know. As soon as he said that, Brian, I was like, you know, Dr. Dinser, man, he'll throw the hammer. (laughs) <laughs> so my doctor he pulls no punches and i appreciate that honestly but when he said that i was like Jesus. holy crap and then he's like well we have what other tests could, we could try what else could it be doc <laughs> so, so i and just to just to put the cap on it i've, I've done additional testing i've even had a, a bone marrow uh, biopsy and i'm fine i just my white blood cells run a little hot that's all and they You're always excited. consistently run i guess so yeah. Like they they see disease and they're like, nope, screw That's that. That's why you oh, never something. get sick, Dave. Hardly ever. It's You're, they're like, just like Dang. no, they're like ninjas. <laughs> I get a bad fever every like three years and then I'm pretty chipper. But um, I just, it, it, but like I said, short story because still though, don't I, get the COVID. Well, yeah. okay, so let's talk about that. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, I got I got the um the swab test today, the nasal one. Oh, and shit, really? Why are you feeling badly? Well, well, see, the thing is, I've been isolating since March, been working from home since March, you know, since March, and it's uh, May, June now. It's June. And it is June now. So, but the thing is, because of everything that was going on socially, uh, I went to the protests Saturday uh, in Albany for the Black Lives Matter and George uh, Floyd's uh, slaying. 
And so there was Sorry, no social Albany. Albany. Yeah. I get when you tell me which one it is. It's not Albany. It's Albany. We say <laughs> Albany. It. Okay. Albany. <laughs> All right. Albany. But then you so say Albany in French is, you know, Albania. So, yeah, it's a whole, I have to explain it a few times. But, <laughs> okay, I got um, so it I'm in, finally, I think. All good, all good. So I'm in Albany, and nobody was social distancing. We had masks, but, uh, you know, everyone was very close together. So I did, I went on the protest, and I did the march, did the chants, listened to speakers, went home. And it was and, peaceful. Uh, yes, it was. And then uh, I guess right I... It was peaceful. Oh, yeah. The afternoon one that I attended was peaceful. The Saturday night one later that yeah. evening was not. That was like semi, you know. Uh, you didn't go uh, to that one, though, huh? I was there. Yes, he was. Oh, you he were was there. Both. I was tear gassed. I had to oh, dodge. Oh, shit. Really? Uh, rubber bullets. Holy yep. Holy uh, You got hit by night. rubber bullets? I dodged ah. them. I heard them clicking above my head and whatnot. Somebody picked one up, and I was like, oh, okay. So... But wow. uh, not really rubber, apparently. They're, I mean, they're pretty tough. Metal the bullet taste. Taste. They're, yeah, they're like a puck. Yeah, yeah they're like, yeah. um, it's it's kind of like, think of a thimble, but like just a bigger. What? Thimble. Okay. Yeah, but just <laughs> like it's, It feels like the palm of your hand. Yeah, huh. exactly. Actually, yeah. It's, yeah. And they're product. intended to be shot at the ground. From yes. a distance, yeah. but that's not yeah. what's happening. That's not yeah. that's not what's happening at all. But um, so okay, no social distancing during the riot, and uh, I decided. Gas. Well, uh, yep, tear gas and everything. So I decided <laughs> the next day to get a COVID test because in New York, we're we're going, we can't we can't use all the tests that we have. Apparently, that's where our point is now in New York. Uh, because primarily of New York City, but since they're they test like fifty thousand people a day or something. Just for fun at this point, huh? Exactly. Like before, Just like to a figure month. out what the immunity immunity rate is. Right. Well, they yeah. have the COVID tests just to see if you have the disease. The antibody tests, those are still hard to come by. Like I asked for one, and they said you don't give it to people unless the governor says so. So uh, those aren't. Uh, ready to be used yet but yeah i got the nasal swab done because i thought if i don't have covid now i'll be shocked really uh, <laughs> honestly that was only yeah. saturday dude yeah it was only saturday <laughs> but you, there was a lot you know of the incubation period of this thing right yes by one yeah. because my throat was wanna, like, like... kind of scratchy and i'm thinking okay. this is either tear gas or covid and i didn't want to risk it and so when do you get the results um, two, three days, apparently. Yeah. So we got to figure that out. So, and then you have to go and take a test anyway later, probably just in case. Um, yeah. I mean, two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now that nasal swab. So how did it feel? It felt <sighs> incredible. Um, <laughs> I never God. thought I had, oh, yeah. no. and by the way, so Saturday, there. <laughs> so Saturday, protest, riot, tear gas, rubber bullets, the whole nine yards. Friday morning, I had a root canal. So I had a great weekend. Um, I'm still waiting <laughs> on the crown for that. And um, so the nasal swab, um, my mother, my mother had it done, but I called her immediately afterwards because I was in shock. And my mom was like, oh, Dave, I didn't get a nasal swab. I got the throat swab. And I was like, oh. You, man, I couldn't believe it. But so they just yeah, stick this thing go. into your brain. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is that I wasn't prepared for is that, okay, she said, okay, tilt your head back. Let me get in there. And boy, did it get in there. And she's like, okay, I have to hold this for 30 seconds. Oh, oh. wow. Like, what? And, you know, she's like digging a little bit around oh. in there. And it's just, um, it was something else. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm still sniffling from it every once in a while. So, I mean, it's not it's not going to kill you, but it's not all that pleasant either. So 30 seconds. 30, she was counting down. I was like, damn, oh, wow. what a professional. Wow. I was tearing up. There. Like once it was done, I was I looked at myself in my rear view and I was like, oh, my God, I just looked like I lost the bachelorette or something. <laughs> <laughs> do they do, do they do both sides or just one? 
just one and they ask which one is better and i'm like i have no how do you know idea lady so like i personally one of one of my nostril nasal passages it's a it's it swells up more than the other one does. Like I, I suffer from really bad sinus migraines. Well, the, the happy hour really does. Oh yeah, we cover everything. it. We go everywhere. We so go like, everywhere. I Brian. was talking oh. to Brian. He said anything. Like okay, Brian. Sorry, Beth. No, it's okay. I'm just saying, like some people, like or some people might have like a nasal injury or a facial injury that right. has mm-hmm. something to do with their their nose. So I would yeah. personally be like, yo, yeah, do the left one, please, not the right one. Or okay. like the, what's that called? The, um, oh, deviated septum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those. Oh, yeah, right. like boxers. You know. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Speaking of boxers. Tim Hunter. Oh, mm. oh wow. Oh, yeah, I got he a had really quite... bad deviated septum. That thing oh, yeah. was like a biased left ear. <laughs> Poor guy. Jeez. He has a formidable proboscis. <laughs> I just I remembered that word. That's impressive. So what are all of your other scoops, Brian? Uh, I, did I, I have a question. I, <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> saying I had others. <laughs> well, how about this? Um, one of the things about the timetable being pushed out is that I believe it'll give the NHL Players Association more time. Just to get right back into hockey, switch gears here. Um, give uh, the Players Association more time to talk to the NHL about certain players that were signed to entry-level contracts during the pause. Of course, I'm referring to uh, Alexander Romanov. What are his chances to play? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's not gonna lie. Well, to they you. aren't nil. He has. They are the nil. Tape. You know, Bergevin did not say they were nil, and Daly um, sounded really super confident it was nil. And then as soon as there was some pushback, he didn't sound as confident anymore. So um, it's all new, man. It's so all new. tell it's me, all there's new. a tell me there's a chance. <laughs> so you're <laughs> saying there's a chance? Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> that would be. I think so he's a hell of a exciting. player, too. I think he'd be shocking. I mean, it could be... You know, when I talked to Grant about him, I mean, I don't know if Grant is okay with me saying this, but... Um, friend of the podcast. We've just, had yeah. yeah, just between yeah, us. Friend of, yeah, just between, you know, us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he, he thinks that he would be in the playoffs as a second-pair guy. I mean, he doesn't wow. think he's like an extra or anything. He thinks he's an NHLer already, and he would be a second-pair guy if they let him play. And think about how much that could make a difference. You know, because they've always lacked, essentially, you know, between being 25th in the league in goals against and 15th, you know, or 10th. I mean, it's always been one guy. You know what I mean? Because then Mm -hmm. everybody else gets pushed down the ranks. And so yeah. now you're not asking somebody to do more than they are capable of. Now everybody's in the right hole. And when you're in the right hole, you can be a lot better than you've been. People think that the, the improvements are incremental. They're not because now everybody's slotted right. So if you slot him into something that people are not thinking he has the capability of but does um, – the entire complexion of the team changes. Yeah. And Grant thinks, and Grant thinks he's that good. And I haven't seen him enough to really comment on it. I, I don't like to pretend, you know, that I have knowledge mm-hmm. that I don't. But Grant has, and um, he's a pretty sharp guy. He's Grant. pretty sharp, and he's got a pretty good track record. Yeah. So oh, I have a lot of respect does, for Grant. The mm-hmm. uh, the amount of times that he has actually um, see he rubs people. Because he's, um, he's, he's sort of, he's, he's, he's gruff, grouchy. right? <laughs> he's gruff. And so, yeah. but he's yeah, a teddy I, I bear. But I don't, well, here's one he thing really I want to get at is, is I don't really like when people develop an opinion on a guy just because they're gruff to them. We're not talking like Jack Todd no. blocked me. So therefore everything he says is stupid. Yes, you know I mean? exactly. That's not the way it works. <laughs> He no. doesn't like you because, I don't know, maybe you're a fascist. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who likes but fashion? But that doesn't mean that the thing, like, and the same thing, like, if Grant was mean to you, that doesn't mean what he's saying is not smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. His track record of his draft is unbelievable. You know, Yakupov's not good. Everybody has him as one. He's not good. And he drops him way lower. Kachanyemi in January is going to be top three. And I'm like, how do you say that? Kaka, what? Exactly. Exactly. Sweet baby And then even in April, everybody's going, Grant's an idiot. And then in May. And then finally on draft day. See? You know what I mean? That's right. And there are like three or four other instances where that happened too. So I don't. It's one of my pet peeves in the industry that somebody gets judged on whether they're nice to me instead of how good they are at hockey. There's only one thing that counts. How good are you at hockey? Yeah. There you go. And That's all that Jack, counts. Jack Todd can be a big grouch too, but guess what? He's an, he's an extremely gifted writer and a That's very it. smart man. And, you know, there's That's like Absolutely. So, social media is not for everybody. Yeah. And and there's a lot of room for misinterpretation. And if you mm-hmm. take yourself too seriously or if you take things too seriously, then, you know, things tend to go sideways. But uh, and going back to Kotkaniemi as well, speaking mm-hmm. of Kotkaniemi, that who Grant was 100 percent on the ball about. I, it, it was it was so upsetting for me this season for f- fans and some media alike to. You know, because he had a rough start in his sophomore season and everything else that, well, he was a mistake and we should have got Kachuk and blah, 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 blah. He's, he's not a mistake. Even when he went to the AHL, he was the youngest player there. Yep. He's, he's still a baby. He's my son's age. Oh, point of game he player. Was great down there. And they were just targeting him that entire game till they finally got him, didn't they? Yeah. yeah was that against... You can't uh, you can't give your final verdict on a player at nineteen. Absolutely not. Nope. You you give it at twenty five. Exactly. And sometimes it's even later than twenty five, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. It can even be later than twenty five. But you sure don't be. you sure don't give your verdict at nineteen. No. One hundred percent. And yeah, still hope just, for me. As as and far in, as uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Veronica. Just, just as far as a, a, you know, an individual, a human being of that age, you know, we have always extolled his virtues here. And, and my, speaking for myself, I really believe in this player mentally, and you know, sort of his maturity level as well. But he's still a 19-year-old boy, and he was he 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 was having trouble. Um, you know, he had his new body too after the summer as well. He was having some trouble. There was a lot of, um, you know, sort of, oh, bust and sophomore slump and all of that stuff. There's, there's a lot of stuff that you've got to deal with and especially in Montreal as well. Even though I think that he, he was, he was probably doing a good job of ignoring all of the noise. There's Mm -hmm. lots of stuff. He was a boy. He's still a boy. He's Mm -hmm. a boy. I know my 19 year old, he's a boy. (laughs) I don't care that they look big and they're tall and they have a deep voice and facial hair and all that stuff. That's, that's a lot to deal with. You make it to the NHL, and I understand that you have to be at a certain echelon, you know, of, of maturity and, and all of that stuff. But still, it's a lot to deal with. It's a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's point per game in the American Hockey League. Yeah. At yeah. 19. And that's he was incredible. the that's actually, not, that's actually not even easy. You know, and no. he's in his he's point per game in the American Hockey League when uh, one month earlier he could have still been in the World Junior Tournament. <laughs> See, yeah. it's oh all God. it's all kind of relevant that way, because imagine if instead of being in the it. NHL for a full year and then in the American Hockey League for the last six weeks before he got the spleen injury. Imagine instead if he dominates the World Juniors, everybody would have been salivating. Oh, my that's God. right. This yeah. guy's incredible. I can't wait till he comes. He's unbelievable because that's mm-hmm. what it would have felt like to him. A man, a man among boys playing in that tournament. It's all relative. Just and wait, just would have been guys, all relative. wait till the guy's in almost his mid twenties, and you know, then make your final verdict on him. Just patience. Yeah. Just and I'm not, 
Just I'm not willing to say it was a mistake for to bring him up to the NHL um, to start with either because he won his spot. And he played too well. He was a and he was a nice little player, and everybody's path is say. different. This is this is how I describe it. He played too well. Because for me, I always want a young man to have the puck on its stick. That's how you learn. I've said that a million times. Oh yes, times. we have. That's back my and forth point about this. But I'm remembering he played now. too well. Yeah. You know, I would have loved to have seen him play in a in a lighter league where he could have just dangled like crazy, learned some stick skills, felt like the puck was on his stick all the time, developed that thing that happens in your head when you things get familiar for you. Practice, practice, practice. Do do do. But he was too good. They yep. needed him. He was too. He was too good for his own good. <laughs> they had no choice. He won a spot on the team. Precisely. Absolutely. Which is, which is too bad. <laughs> That's the way it goes. <laughs> In that hindsight, was the, that was his goal. <laughs> Naturally. You know? I'm still glad we have him and not Kachuk. But it doesn't destroy. It doesn't destroy you as a player. I mean, he's still 19, and all of the things that I thought that he preempted at 17 when he made the team, the NHL, he didn't like pass the age you could learn that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, being 19, yeah. he didn't like pass the age. Like, oh, there's only two year window to learn all those things. And he passed <laughs> it. You know, the window is still open. It's not like language. When you hit 14, you're always going to have a shit accent speaking French like I do. You know? What? You haven't heard me, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, Dave. <laughs> I think yours is worse. doesn't remember. And mine, is, and mine is really bad. Oh, uh, call less. <laughs> call less. Call more. Call less. Oh, is that call it? Like, no. Better call Saul. No. Oh, so, um, just to, I think Bob McKenzie put Grant McCag best, just to kind of, I had a point to make with that, is that, and I think Grant had this pinned on his Twitter uh, page for a while. That, uh, Bob recommended Grant McCag uh, as one of the more cantankerous uh, yeah. voices <laughs> on Twitter about hockey. But hey, he got Bob's nod, so there you go, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't give a you don't give a shit what adjective he has for you when the no. guy's got like three million followers. Want. Yeah. You yeah. Just yeah, you right. print that, print it, frame it. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Buy this asshole's guide. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the endorsement. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Jeez. Just kidding, just kidding, Grant. <laughs> just telling love you grant <laughs> yeah, lots of fun <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so let's see uh we covered a lot of ground though i'm trying to think if we have any more half stuff to talk about um we kind of do not likely considering they're not playing okay yeah. so then let's switch it over then a bit and talk about well, one of the things that the Habs did is that they issued a statement. Uh, it was today, right, uh, in regards to, again, uh, the slaying of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd. And let me correct myself. And um, the subsequent uh, violence and well, protests and uh, eventual riots in Montreal. Um, neither of us, myself, Beth or Veronica, are in Montreal. But, Brian, you mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Um, what are your thoughts with everything? Did you attend the protest or anything? Oh, or uh... no, I did not. Okay. No, I did not. I am. Um, I'm 56. Yeah. And Stay home. I'm not. I'm not messing around with this thing. No. Yeah. I'm not messing around. Should. I'm doing my six. Uh, I'm doing my six feet. I'm doing my mask. I'm doing yeah. my distancing. I'm keeping my bubble. I am. I am not messing around. To find out, I'm one of the people that doesn't handle it well. Even if you know I'm not overweight and I don't have diabetes, blood pressure is fine. I'm not gonna, you know, learn the hard way that I'm not one of the people that just fights it off easily. Yeah. So, but what this yeah. does no, say go. about you, Brian, is that mm. you're one of the smart ones. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that that is worth something. We'll see. You can get unlucky, too. But above the statement, you know, I have a thought on that. You know, I saw some people criticizing that it wasn't enough. But let me describe to you my path through. Uh, it's a long path now. It started with Ferguson that I've had um, supporting racial equality. And, um, you know, when I first started on my 
public Twitter handle that everybody knows uh, that's Be Wild Global right now, if you even made like the slightest comment about Colin Kaepernick kneeling, uh, you basically got, you know, I think it was like four or 500 of your followers really calling you out. And so we've seen a lot of change uh, from people understanding what's happening um, yeah. In, on the other side of the coin that a white privileged world doesn't really see because we live in such a privileged uh, position all the time. We don't, we don't face getting stopped and feeling like we may die because our, our daylight was broken and we didn't know it. So we live in a really privileged world, so we don't get it on the side of that. And when I first started, I realized that, that no one really understood that very much and that I had to be very careful about how much I said pick my spots and things like that while I was continuing my own growth through that entire world of learning um, what that life is like to be a black man in America. Um, and so getting around finally to the point of what the Canadians did today, it's really important when someone takes a first step, when someone opens up their mind and changes the cognitive dissonance that they may have had, or changes from not understanding to trying to understand, or makes a first step in the world that's a little bit tender, that's a little bit timid, that you offer support for that. Because it's like everything when you're learning. If let's say somebody picks up a guitar and says, I would like to learn how to play the guitar. And you listen for two minutes of that guitar and say, oh my God, you're, you're shit at that. Don't learn how to play the guitar. You're horrible. Well, you've only been doing it two minutes, 10 minutes, one hour, two hours. You have to let people grow into the growth they're trying to give you. So for the Canadians to do what they did today, maybe it wasn't as strong as calling him a murderer like the Leafs did, the police officer. Mm-hmm. But you have to let people grow into the new role. You can't criticize the first step that someone is willing to take or they will not take a second step. You have to let people breathe into being new people. I see right now on my Twitter feed, so many people trying to grow into an understanding of what happens in a world that we do not know. And for many, these are the baby steps of their lives into trying to understand. So when someone is making those baby steps, you can't respond to them. You fucking idiot. You have to respond with, I am here with you to grow with you, to help you learn, to be a part of your process. So for the Canadians today, this was the start of their process. Praise the start of their process. Let them feel your love for the start of the process and they will keep processing. Make them fall into a corner and fall back from the start of their process and you will lose them forever. With all of the people, not just the Canadians, all of these teams that aren't there yet, but are taking their first steps, let them take their first steps peacefully, encourage them, help them to learn more, be with them. Because when I started my process six years ago, when I woke, when I watched Michael Brown yeah. on pavement for hours and I changed who I was, I made a lot of mistakes. I had a lot to learn. I didn't know anything except I had compassion for a community who many are my friends still today. So let all these people wake, whether they do it fast or slow or make mistakes or learn quickly, let them be awakened, whoever they are. You three, this is why I'm here right now and said yes to you guys, because I never say yes to this. I'm just trying to survive myself, to be honest. So I can't spread myself thin. But you guys are woke. And that's why I'm here. And you're 
younger than me. And now your process is to wake others. So maybe we can improve this world in the end. That's the goal. That well is said. absolutely the goal. Very yeah. well said. Yes. And um, uh, that's really so important. It is. And we've seen it's been better too. not just the team, you know, across multiple teams, different players are standing up. Been, David, it really is. Yes, it's the best it's ever been. And it, that can only mean when I, if I tried keep going. on my, you know, very privileged timeline of people who could not be woke uh, to mention, you know, Tamir mm -hmm. Rice standing in a park as a 12 year old with a toy gun shot down in two seconds or Kajimi Powell standing on a sidewalk in St. Louis and the cops just pull off and off him in one second. Both of them just fire right into him. You know, they're just so many. Sandra Bland stopped for nothing. Three days later, they tell us she committed suicide when she put out a note saying, I would never do that. I would never do that. And you can just go on and on and on. Kendrick Johnson, they tried to tell us, was rolled up in a gym mat, but somehow died rolled up in a gym mat. And he couldn't get out as a 17-year-old basketball player. Lennox Lacey hung over a swing. But now people are waking more than they've ever awakened. And let's just hope it goes the right way, because when you look at leadership, you're not too sure, you know. You're not too sure. You're scared. You're scared for civil war, and you're scared for a lot of good Americans that uh, I don't know how they're going to extricate themselves from this. It does not look pretty. No, especially with events uh, from today. For those that are not in the know, uh we might have to put that onto another episode of the happy hour because we are coming up on our time. But for those that don't know, uh, there's the, another um, murder. Um, I was going to talk about the Rose Bowl speech today. Oh, oh, Rose Garden. The Rose Garden. Sorry. Yeah. Super important distinction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Donald, a Donald, I should rather say. Uh, had mentioned that he is authorizing or willing to authorize the United States military to roll into states in order to put down riots because the states aren't being hard enough. He wants that, he wants the United States military to fight American citizens. This coming moments, him saying this moments before he had the police and military police of the army tear gas a peaceful protest so he had a clear path to do a photo op at a church that was burning last night in that dc they put out. that they did put out and it yeah. was just the basement yeah and it was just the basement and it was it was i mean i'm probably being charitable here but even the participants of the photo op looked awkward it was a very awkward <laughs> photo op Anything for the gram with this guy. Yeah, that's why but, I think uh, that they dispersed the crowd with tear gas so that he could walk over. He could march over 100%. and get his photo with a Bible in his hand. Obama and no other president I can think of would have had to do that. No. Biden was posing within a church today. Yes, he was. Not posing, meeting with people. Yes. Yeah. Taking notes. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But what a time. What a time to be alive. And what a time to be alive. There's there's far far more good people. There are far more good and decent people um than the bad guys. So it's it's just such an emotional time. And as somebody who's participated in my fair share of protests as well, it ah, it's yes, also it's also, yeah, as you yeah. say, Brian, a process. And, yeah. and um, you know, it's I'm seeing images right now. I'm watching the news on mute um, of peaceful gatherings. Um, uh, George Floyd's brother today was 
pleading for peace and not rioting and looting and all of that stuff. And um, I think that despite Donald Trump's best intentions to have uh, his his favorite reality TV show to watch every night on the news, I think he's not going to get it. I hope and pray. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping for the best down there, man. Yeah. Yes, we all are. Though, um, with that being said, Brian, thank you so yeah. much uh, for everything um, with the Habs, uh, with uh, yeah, your written you. works, with everything that you did on on Global, with everything that you do in hockey, and definitely everything that you do outside of hockey as well. It's a great boon to us, and I'm deeply honored to call you a friend so thank you so much me too dude me too thank you thank you brian you're all good dudes can i call you dude sure can yeah i'll take it (laughs) i I like um dudette is something i always try it was a pleasure to be it was a pleasure to uh chat with you for an hour i enjoyed it yeah thank you it's a real it's a real treat brian we understand that you. i have great respect for you guys Thank you. We do as well. Thank you, Brian. So we'll cut that off with, um, you know, Black Lives Matter. Oh, Black what Lives Matter. Burgers Matter. Burgers Matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm cutting off this podcast. All right, goodbye, everybody. See you goodbye. later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, wait, it's all my pride. Okay, so wait, can I get this call? Don't worry, you guys can talk and give me one second, please. Okay. Is